You're listening to the Union Church Podcast. For more information about Union, please visit unionboston.org. Beloved, it happened, it happened on the top of a mountain. It was recorded in multiple gospel stories. It happened away from the rest of the civilized world and and out of sight from those living their day-to-day lives. It happened on the top of a mountain, the transfiguration of Jesus. See, if there was any doubt in the disciples' mind that this man, he was the savior of the world, the word made flesh, at this moment, on this mountaintop, all of that doubt was gone because the one with whom they worked and ate and laughed and played was now dazzling before them in a brilliant light, flanked by the prophets Elijah and Moses. Yes, that Elijah and that Moses. They could not deny in this moment that given the fact that they were on this moment, on this mountain at this time, their lives would be forever changed. You see, we are a mountaintop people who have caught a glimpse of some divine holy, and now our lives are forever changed. We know that there is new life revealed at the top of mountains, that we're closest to God at the top of mountains. We talk about telling it on the mountain, climbing higher mountains, looking for that mountaintop experience. You see, you cannot get away with being a Christian long and not hearing something about mountaintops. It's not unfamiliar to us to talk about mountaintop experiences. You see, a mountaintop experience, it goes beyond just having a good day or receiving good news or even having that prayer you've been praying finally answered. You see, a mountaintop experience is one where you are so unbelievably sure that there is a God that that God is with you and that there is a spirit and a power that will make sure the injustices of your life, the horrors of this world, the wrongs of this era will be set right again. A mountaintop experience, beloved, is unlike any other experience a person can have. We might have voices to sing about it or even bodies to dance as it's happening, but there are simply no words for what we can experience on the top of a mountain. This is Transfiguration Sunday. See, it's a day in our church calendar when we turn to this story in the gospel where Jesus leads some of his disciples up the mountain and once they arrive at the top, he is transfigured, transformed. The human body turns into something like a brilliant sun. His ragged clothes, they become dazzling and light. He's surrounded by the prophets Elijah and Moses. There is no denying on this Sunday that something about mountaintop experiences becomes central to who we are as Christians. You see, there's this thing that happens when we come to worship in this church, in this place called Union, something changes. The parts of our everyday lives that maybe felt mundane or average, they suddenly dazzle with light in this place. You see, the faces of people we took for granted, they start to shine like the sun. We dance a little longer here, sing a little louder, pray a little more fervently because something has been transfigured. And because we bear witness to it, we can never be the same. You see, there is a way of experiencing the mountaintop here at Union. We can't put words to it, but we know it when we see it. 
But let me be transparent this morning, beloved. I am suspicious of mountaintops. I'm suspicious of anyone who claims to be on one or anybody who seeks to remain there. I'm suspicious of mountaintops. You see, this is what I want to know. In our pursuit to find God on the top of that mountain, who are we leaving behind at the bottom? See, I'm reminded that after his baptism, after the skies cracked open and a voice above spoke the words, you are my beloved with whom I am well pleased, before the beginning of his formal ministry, before he did anything noteworthy or recorded in the gospels, Jesus found himself tempted by the devil in the wilderness. You see, the story we're about to enter into this Lenten season is one where the adversary takes up Jesus to the top of the highest point where he can see all of the kingdoms of the world and all of their splendor and he looks at him and he says all of this I will give to you if you will just fall down and worship me the mountaintop is a dangerous place beloved it's one where we can be tempted tricked tricked into thinking that our lives were destined to stay at the top on the top of the mountain where we might experience the divine so strongly but it's one where everything else seems a little bit different too something seems a little bit distorted you see we can look down at the rest of the world for the first time we can look down at people, make judgments, see things a little more differently, claim that we see it a little clearly. We can see further than we ever thought possible. We can take hold of a power that we didn't even know we could wield at the top of a mountain. But this is not the story we hear in the gospel this morning. This is not a story of the, of the disciples conquering rest uh, rough terrain, of finally, quote, making it to where God is fully known. This is not a story about getting up to the top so you can say you've finally done it all. Quite the opposite. You see, this Transfiguration Sunday is not a day where we're reminded of the mountains we're called to climb, but the one we're called to get back down from. There is a mountain called Everest. Have you heard of it? It's become synonymous with making it to the place you never thought possible, climbing your Everest. Conquering Everest is said to be one of the hardest feats to accomplish in the world. You see, Mount Everest, it used to be this thing that only skilled climbers and trained explorers could tackle. The mountain is known as the highest point on earth and ascends 29,000 feet into the sky. It's known as one of the seven natural wonders of the world. You see, there's a truth there. That's something about the top. It's so beautiful and big and vast that we could only consider it a wonder. But here's the kicker, beloved. Whereas from 1922 to 1953, a total of four climbers received permits to scale that mountain, in 2019, 381 permits were issued. That's enough to have at least one person climb the mountain a day for a whole year. You see, there have not been an increase in people trained to climb the tallest mountain of the world, but there has been an increase in indigenous Nepalese folks being forced to make a living serving as Sherpas who guide wealthy foreigners up this mountain. 
The conditioners, the conditions are no safer than they were in 1922, but the number of climbers who lose their lives on this mountain has been offset by the number of Nepalese Sherpas who lose their lives guiding them. What was once called a world wonder is now something like an amusement park where people can pay for luxury climbs to the top, heated tents and all. And I can't help but think that this is what we've done to God through the church where we knew there was something beautiful at the top of the mountain and so we turned it into a business. Some pastors told you that if you gave the right coins to the right people, then God would surely show up for you. They made business models out of tithes and offerings. They gave you hope that if you just sang loud enough or praised hard enough or read the scriptures long enough that you'd find yourself at the top of the mountain. They told you that your goal is and should be to get to the top of that spiritual mountain where you can see God, touch the divine, taste the Holy Spirit, but what they left out is all of the bodies that you will leave in your wake as you seek to climb, take the easy way up a mountain you were never called to climb. You see, the modern-day prophet, Reverend Dr. MLK Jr. says it like this, I've been to the mountaintop, and I've seen the promised land, and I'm happy tonight. I'm not worried about anything. I'm not fearing any man. Mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. But he also says this, it's all right to talk about long white robes over yonder and all of its symbolism, but ultimately, people need clothes to wear down here. It's all right to talk about the new Jerusalem, but one day, God's preachers have to talk about the New York, the New Atlanta, the New Philadelphia, the New Boston. You see, King read the whole story. The one where the voice of God interrupts Peter's plans to set up tents and dwell on the mountaintop and says, listen to my son Jesus. Listen to what he tells you. You see, to me, this is the most amazing part of the story because the spirit and the voice of the one true and living God descends upon these disciples like a cloud. They are so overwhelmed and so overcome that they fall to their faces in fear and it's not because God is a scary God it's because something about experiencing God so purely and so powerfully is painful it's difficult it's not necessarily meant for human flesh to carry but what happens what happens in the precise moment when the disciples fear they found themselves in the wrong place it's a human hand a human hand reaches out to touch them. And Jesus says, please get up. Don't be afraid. You see, there's something so human about touch. Something so vulnerable, tender. To be touched is to make yourself open to another and trust that they will not harm you. Touch is the most powerful thing you can share. The one whose face, whose face shone like the sun, who was transfigured into a, a brilliant ball of light, finds himself painfully human and wonderfully flesh, reaching down to his friends saying, don't be afraid. It's time to come down from this mountain. See, it's the same divine love that dazzled with light that's made known in the everyday, ordinary experience of human touch. It's no mistake to me that Jesus guides them back down to the bottom. He doesn't remain up at the top, waiting for the will of God to be fulfilled. He travels with his friends 
back down the bottom of the mountain, the bottom. It's the place where everything is scary because suddenly you're on level ground again. There's no one above you to tell you what's what. No one standing at some bird's eye view that can see over your head and let you know what you surely must be missing. The bottom of the mountain is where things don't sparkle. They don't sparkle like the sun and everything looks average and mundane and even the cloak of Jesus looks more like my clothes and fabrics than the garments of the word made flesh. The bottom of the mountain is where you gotta sit with your own self. It's where Jesus will only give you answers in the form of parables you gotta work through. There is no mighty teacher or pastor or prophet who is going to sit you down and spoon feed revelation to you, no. At the bottom of the mountain, you gotta find it for yourself. I'm reminded of the tired and overused Christian phrase that I'm guilty of saying myself, I didn't feel fed this Sunday. Which is to say, they didn't do a good job of giving me the life that is already within me. They didn't scoop up enough of the Holy Spirit to keep me filled and sustained throughout my week. But do you hear how easily we find ourselves paying someone whose job it's not to get us up a mountain we're not even called to climb? You see, I'm so grateful for Jesus this morning who reigns in power and might, but who stands with us at the bottom of the mountain. We expect to see the holy in clouds that descend and voice the voices that crack us open, but Jesus's voice sounds just as average as yours does. We expect for greatness to meet us in ways that cause us to fall to our knees, but Jesus is on his knees with us, praying for a world that so desperately needs to be saved. We expect Jesus to come to us in our darkest of nights, but we've forgotten that ordinary human faces can shine like the sun. You see, the disciples, they came back from that mountain, knowing that the divine is now hiding in the unlikeliest of places. Union, the divine is hiding in the unlikeliest of places. We are not called to climb mountains. We are called to stand on solid ground again, level ground again, because those who seek to live at the top of the mountain, they can look down at me and say that my life, from where they stand, that they can see the whole picture. You see, the top of the mountain, it gives the illusion of power, the illusion of being able to look down at the whole world and claim that you can see what everyone down there cannot, that you can somehow have a God's eye view. But we were not created for mountaintops. We were created to dwell with those who live at the bottom. We struggle, we weep, we work, we play, we survive, we sing, we testify, we imagine, we remember, we bring hope. We let the world know that there is a God, that that God is with us, and that there is a spirit and a power that will make sure the injustices of our lives, the horrors of this world, the wrongs of this era, will be set right again because we have been to the top of the mountain, beloved. And yes, we have caught a glimpse of the promised land, but we will follow the Jesus who climbs back down it again. He rolls up his sleeves. He looks at the faces around him and says, still, there is a world to save, a people to heal, wounds to dress. Still, there is life to live down here at the bottom. You see where the divine is dressed in street clothes. And Jesus looks more like your next door neighbor than the prophet illumined in white. The bottom of the mountaintop, beloved. It's where we dwell with love, Emmanuel, God with us. Look, this morning when you leave this place 
And when you step out onto Columbus Avenue where the cars are gonna honk, the wind's gonna smack you in the face, people will ignore you and the rhythm of the everyday will sweep you back up into monotony again. You remember that you have been to the mountaintop, that you have climbed back down it, and that you are walking with the one named Jesus, the one called Savior, who reminds you every single day that your divine hope, your eternal help, it might just look like the people around you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast. For more information about Union Church, please visit unionboston.org.